Did you know that right now there's a group of people running the business of their dreams? They are respected leaders in their field, working with clients they love and serving them profitably. Now, are they famous? Depends on who you ask. They're not signing autographs at the grocery store or taking selfies every five minutes. They're not trying to be everywhere on social media. Yet when they show up at trade events and conferences, they are recognized and sought after. They're the ones everyone else looks up to. They're the next generation of thought leaders in their space. So what's their secret? Well, they've become famously influential to the right people, and so can you. Today, we'll dig into the story of one of these leaders and deconstruct how they became micro-famous. You won't just come away inspired, you'll come away with a new strategy and a new way of thinking. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and chasing every shiny object, you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Micro Famous Podcast. I've got an awesome conversation to share with Rook Mulready. We are talking all about how he became famous uh, in his space as the ads guy, as he would call it. Uh, I would call it becoming micro famous <laughs> for paid traffic. Uh, he is the uh, the host of the Art of Online Business Podcast, formerly known, uh, if you've run across it years ago, because he's been in this game longer than I have, you might know it as the Art of Paid Traffic, uh, which is the original name of that podcast. And that's kind of the subject. Of, of why we connected and, and what we're talking about is Rick is, uh, he's an online strategist, an ad strategist. Um, you can reach him at rickmulready.com. He's a speaker, blogger. He's been speaking at uh, Social Media Marketing World for years, which is how we connected. Um, he's been called the Iron Man of, of Facebook advertising. Uh, he's an industry leading authority on breaking down complex topics like Facebook ads, automation, and funnels into bite-sized actionable pieces right? So Rick has this really interesting story of becoming micro famous initially in the paid traffic space and now is moving and I would say expanding and jumping out of just the paid traffic space into the larger niche of helping online entrepreneurs and course creators build successful, sustainable businesses. And he's really passionate about that. So he shares the journey behind what was, what was it that caused him to hit the tipping point, which is really interesting. That really made him known as the ads guy in our circles. And then how, now how he's transitioning and making that big move. He talks about how he adjusted the branding and the content of his podcast and why the content adjustment came first long before he changed the brand of his podcast. So if you have a show uh, and you're thinking about rebranding, this is an amazing conversation for you to listen to. Uh, and then we'd also talk about just what's going on right now in the, in the paid traffic world. What are some of the things that he's seeing uh, with all the uncertainty uh, in the world right now? Certain people have pulled back. And so he has a really interesting perspective on where pad pay traffic and Facebook ads specifically are at right now, who's paying, you know, have costs gone down or not. So if you're in that space, or if you're about to jump into running paid ads on Facebook and Instagram, this is an amazing conversation for you to hear. But I'm really excited for you to hear the process of how he became micro famous, and now what he's doing to take that home base that he's built and now expand upon it. Because I think it, it destroys this limiting belief that we have, that if we really, really focus on one very specific niche that we're locked there forever. And Rick is another one of the guys, those guys that proves that that's absolutely not true, right? So if you have that limiting belief or, or you feel that in the back of your head and it fights your, your ability to stay focused on your niche or on your space, this is a great episode for you to hear. So without much uh, further ado, I should say, uh, let's jump in with Rick Mulready. Rick, officially welcome to Microfamous. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. 
I'm super pumped for you to be here. We had an awesome time recording uh, my episode of your podcast, which people yeah. should go check out, The Art of Online Business. And that's actually what I want to start with because uh, yeah. you weren't always branded that way. And that's not what you initially got known for. And so you've clearly broken out of your initial niche. But I want to go back, kind of uh, take me back to the beginning when you first jumped into that. How intentional mm-hmm. was it? Um, and what was the initial things that kind of made the name for yourself? Facebook ads was the, you know, I'm kind of known as quote unquote, the Facebook ads guy. And it's been so funny because I had a hard time with that from day one. I was like, I didn't want to be known as that person. And I think from day one, the real reason was because I wasn't confident in myself. I'm like, who am I to be, you know, that person. And, um, but then, you know, over the years I, um, built that, authority, if you will. I think it's, I think I just kind of think it's funny. Um, but it's, it's something that I became known for, but over the years, frankly, I got tired of just, just teaching ads, right? Like I can teach ads to anybody and it's awesome. I love it. I don't like, don't get me wrong. I love it, but I wanted, I, I, I wanted to start talking about other stuff. Yeah. And whenever like one of my students had a question around like team building or their offer or whatever, or, you know, their audience or mindset or whatever, I was just like, I felt myself light up and I just felt like an energetic shift. And I was just like, Hmm, I need to start talking a little bit more about this other stuff because ads are just one piece of the puzzle, right? To growing your business. I mean, and they're a critical piece and they, what they're, they're what I grew my business on like that from day one, I grew the business based on, ads to webinars. That's how I built my email list. That's how I, that's how I created revenue. That's how I sold my courses. And, you know, and the podcast, um, at the time, so I started the podcast in 2015. Is that right? Yeah. 20, 2015. But for the first in 2014, I had a different podcast really? because that's, yeah, it was called inside social media. And I interviewed big brands like Ford and McDonald's and all this other stuff and to talk about what they're doing on social media, but how small businesses can mirror or mimic what they were doing on small budgets, right? Like on, on a small business budget, as I called it. And the reason that I shifted was because I had no direction. <laughs> like that was my business, quote unquote, but I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And, yeah. and you know, I wasn't selling anything. I had this podcast and it wasn't, you know, it, it was wandering aimlessly for 15 months after I left the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, but even all during that time, I, I was learning Facebook ads. I was teaching myself Facebook ads. I was running some campaigns for, some friends of mine who I who had met in the online space, but that was about it. And, but then when I was like, you know what, this is not working. I don't have a business here. I decided like, yeah, I need to create a, a product. I need to create a course. And that's when I went all in, if you will, on, on ads and then started the, uh, the, um, the art of paid traffic in 2015. Mm-hmm. And it was, all ads. That's, that's the only thing I was talking about on ad, uh, on the podcast. And it was the first show that I'm aware of, first podcast that was solely dedicated to, you know, to ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, to uh, YouTube ads, you name it, mm-hmm. uh, copywriting, that sort of thing. But again, going back to what I was saying before, 
I got kind of tired of just talking about ads because I love talking about the overall business building that, you know, mindset. And like I said before, team building, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so what I decided to do in early 2019, somebody just asked me this this morning. They said, when did you start shifting that message? It was early 2019 and I did it without any kind of announcement. Hmm. And so the, the idea there was I'd, I had my ad courses in my business, but I also had a higher level group coaching slash mastermind program. Mm-hmm. And what I was finding was I was having the most fun in that environment, in that type of teaching, because number one, the businesses were at a higher level. And number yeah. two, we were having those conversations. Like we were talking ads, yes, but they needed help with like, all right, how do I stop doing all the things in my business? How do I start to grow a team? How do I create consistency in the business? How do I scale it without, you know, scaling more of me personally? Mm-hmm. And so I was finding them like, oh man, this is, I was having so much fun. I was kind of re-energized, if, if you will, in the business. Yeah. And that's when I started thinking about maybe I start to kind of step back a little bit from just the conversation around ads and start talking about mindset and start talking about all the stuff that we're talking that we're, that we're that we're talking about right now. And so what I decided to do was very intentional. I decided to um mix start mixing in these topics on the podcast on the auto paid traffic without telling anybody what I was doing. Cause, and I don't mean that like in a sense of like, I was trying to be, you know, um, wasn't hiding anything <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't trying to be sneaky. I was, I was literally trying to, to, to gauge, do I get feedback on this? Like, what are you doing, Rick? Like what, like why, why are you talking about this or what have you? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that at all. In fact, I got, you know, um, a lot of great feedback. And so I was like, mm, this is interesting. And so finally, and I started talking more about the, my accelerator program, which is the high, this is the um, coaching and mastermind program. And I started talking more about this stuff and started talking about the messaging and positioning of ads are just one piece of the puzzle. They're critical, but they, once you get your ads going and you're building your list and you're, you're selling more, how you need all this other stuff too, if you want to have truly have a big impact. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I officially quote unquote rolled out the, the rebranded podcast name in I want to say October, 2019. Mm-hmm. So I did it for about 10 months or so of this yeah. mixing in new content. And I think the confusion was, even though I felt like I was super clear about it was the only thing that was changing was the name of the show. Like that's it. None of the content, like everything was the same. Yeah. And so, and, and it's actually now, and we're recording this in April of 2020. Now we're getting into the rebrand of the website and, um, you know, to be more clear with my messaging because people still, and it's fine. People still see me as the ads guy, which is yeah. great. Like, you know, and, and I can certainly teach that and, and, and help anyone with that. But there's so much more to it, which is what I'm also doing in the business. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack there, but we've, we've got limited time. Yeah. So let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions that I think will help the audience. So number one, uh, do you remember kind of a tipping point where you realized that you had become known as the ads guy? Like, can you nail that down to like a specific time period? I would say after 
I would say probably in year two of my business. Um, I was really fortunate in that I experienced like hockey stick growth in the business. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I went from making nothing in the business in January, 2014 to we did 110,000 in that first year. Mm -hmm. So by December we finished that year and then we quadrupled the next year. Mm -hmm. And it was that, that growth continued um, in the first four years of, of the business. And it was awesome. I, so I would say by year two, and I don't really remember one specific thing. I, I would say that it really started to gain traction in becoming known quote unquote as that person was I'm looking at my calendar, by the way, I don't know why it makes me think like I'm looking at dates and stuff <laughs> like that. Even though it's 2020 calendar, I'm thinking about five years ago, six years ago. Well, do you remember uh, your first big like speaking engagement or something like that? Like where they reached out to you specifically and said like, Hey, we want you to talk about Facebook ads. Well, I would say it's probably the first time I was on Amy Porterfield's podcast. Mm. And that really started to get momentum and people reaching out to me and say, Hey, I heard you on Amy's, Amy's show. Um, you know, and I signed up for your course or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that because Amy's a really good friend of mine, in the process, I became her go to ads person. Um, because it was something that she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to teach in the business anymore. Yeah. In, in her business. And so I kind of took that piece, you know, of that mm -hmm. um, through my business, but also showing up for her audience as well. Yeah. And I think that started to really build that momentum and snowball from there. And that's when I started, you know, getting asked, for example, um, to speak at social media marketing world here in San Diego. And, you know, they have a process where if you've never spoken before, they ask you to do a session on their like virtual summit. Mm -hmm. And depending on how the feedback goes there, then you get asked to speak on the stage. And then, um, what I've, I've spoken there for what, like five years now, something like that. And each time the stage has gotten bigger, which is really cool. Yeah. And, you know, then I'm on, you know, and over the, just over the years, like I'm on stage at Kajabi and all this other stuff and um, getting asked to speak at, you know, people's events and, and so forth. And so it was just sort of a process. And like, I think that to answer your question specifically, Matt, I think that the, the, the thing that I can, point it back to was when probably in that second year where I started to get on more podcasts, specifically Amy's and that sort of triggered, you know, other things. I, I will say this too, that back then early on, I was still managing ads for people and, you know, I got hooked up with, you know, I was starting to meet quote unquote big names, right? So I ran, and got to know um, Gabby Bernstein, for example. I ran her ads for a while. I consulted with Marie Forleo on her, you know, B school launch one year, and and um, I ran Tim Ferriss's ads for a while. And so, just like just through that type of stuff, I started to meet more people and, and gain the credibility of what I was doing and becoming known for. For, for ads. Yeah. That's interesting though. Cause I didn't, yeah, it's, I, I would have figured it went back to maybe a speaking engagement. So it's interesting that went back to a podcast episode, although Amy Porterfield is a really good one uh, yeah. to, to get to use as a launch pad uh, unintentionally. And that's interesting too, because she essentially like vacated the position of being kind of one of the Facebook ads people in the online space. And it seems like she uh, left that open. You step right in even with her blessing. 
Yeah, she kind of, you know, she did what a lot of other people that we see do, like, you know, Lewis Howe started out in LinkedIn, for example, and, in, and um, you know, James Wedmore did, uh, was YouTube marketing and then shifted it. And so I, a lot of people that where they started out is not where the, the business evolved to, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think where I was, where my business was starting to gain momentum was sort of filling that gap. So in this example here for what Amy was moving away from, mm-hmm. I was able to kind of fill in that. And I think, I mean, and I've gone through and I'm going through that same kind of, I don't want to call it a pivot, but just sort of progression in the business as well, as I see so many other entrepreneurs and, and I know that you do as well, you know, happen in their, in their, in their journey. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people that get known for specific tactics or yeah. platforms. And then they have the exact same thing, which is they get tired of talking about the tactics and they want to talk about the strategy. Like if you're any kind of a deep thinker, to me, that's very, very natural. Um, yeah. But as, like as you've evolved, and especially since the rebrand, have you noticed like what the, the things that you're asked to speak on has changed? Or are you still getting asked to speak on from the perspective of being the ads guy? Yep. You know? Yeah, that's the, that's from a speaking perspective, and I I do hope this changes. I'd I'd like to see it evolve over the, over the next couple of years. Um, but if I'm speaking, that's what it's about, right? So like, um, you know, again, looking at the calendar, uh, I am keynoting the Teachers Pay Teachers conference this summer. Um, it's talking about how to use ads, you know, how, you know, you know, people who are selling teacher resources on, on TPT, how do you sell more of those resources with ads? So that's the topic, you know, I'm speaking at, um, a mastermind event in, well, I don't, I mean, considering the times, I don't know what's going on at this point, (laughs) right? (laughs) but I'm supposed to be, um, you know, in May next month, I'm supposed to be speaking at a mastermind of like 50 people on, on ads again. Um, in June, in Georgia, same kind of thing. I'm speaking at an event on, on ads. And so, but that's totally fine because I still mix in the other stuff mm-hmm. that goes along with it. You know, like I sneak in stuff and it's, again, I'm not sneaking it in because I'm like trying to pull one over, but people don't think of like mindset, for example, when they're thinking about ads, but mindset is a hundred percent critical when you're doing ads, because mm-hmm. for example, most people, uh, they'll start ads, but you know, after three days, if the thing's not working, they're like, "Ah, oh, this doesn't work." Yeah. You know, I did it right. Facebook ads stink. You know, mm-hmm. this I'm not going to do this anymore, and they give up. When like, holy cow! Like that's completely not the right kind of mindset that you have to have going into advertising for your business. Like this is a long game, right? This is a mm-hmm. it's a game. This is a um, this is a, not an overnight success. This is a journey to figuring out and testing and like, so it's a whole different mindset, but most people don't even think about it from that perspective. They just think tactic, 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 but I get to talk about that stuff and mix it in with the, all the other stuff too. Yeah. And that's, what's interesting to me is, um, like, like looking like from the outside looking in, because you already have the status as the ads guy, so to speak, mm-hmm. not that yep. exact phrasing, Yep, but when I think of like what your clear and compelling idea is of the new brand, the art of, of online business, mm-hmm. to me, it's like you've mentioned it a couple of times, like ads are just a piece of the puzzle. Yep. 
So, I mean, do, do you, do you agree? Do you feel like that is your one central idea that once people come in contact with you, like that's how you get them from just thinking of ads into why yeah. am I running a brand called the art of online business? And it's yeah, to me that like, that's the pivot, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and they don't think about it like that. They think about it that they think about it in silos, if you will. Yeah. It's like almost, they're like compartmentalizing ads over here. And then, uh, I don't know, audience and list building over here and then team over here and all this other stuff. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why are you, why do you want to run a business? Like what, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to have a big impact? All right, cool. The way that you're going to do that is ads are a critical piece to that. You do need to understand ads. Yes. Now, even if you're not going to run them yourself, you do need to, you do need to understand ads before you outsource them. So they, that knowledge is critical, but once you get that going, there's a, and, and actually, before, before we can get there, in order to do successful ads, you have to understand your target audience. And most people don't understand their target audience to the level that they really need to in order to be successful with ads, for example, or to even grow their business. Mm-hmm. They need to have an offer. Like, so they, they, they need all these other things up to that point. And then once they get their ads going, then it brings in the whole other, all the other stuff too, as far as mindset and team building and how do I... How do I um, get more? How do I leverage my time more and all that type of stuff? Yeah. And so it's, it's exactly what you just said, Matt. It's like letting them know, hey, awesome, but they're one piece of the puzzle and the puzzle is the overarching business that you're building. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. I, like I went on that, that same journey too because um, I have people come to me to launch a podcast and like you realize that a lot of what determines whether their podcast works not necessarily in terms of just whether they build an audience, but especially about whether they profit or not on it mm-hmm. and what kind of ROI they get has so much more to do with their business model and their clear and compelling idea in the market than it does with the tactics of podcasting. And you, you probably know yeah. that because it's yeah. there, but there's all kinds of people that look for the latest hack, whether it's ads or podcasting or whatever. And they don't realize that that's usually not what determines what, what succeeds and what doesn't. Yeah. And it, it's all, it all comes down to it, it's, and no one wants to dive into this sort of thing because it's not sexy, but it's, it's the fundamentals of marketing, mm-hmm. right? You, who's your audience? What problem do you solve and how do you solve it? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, and, and like, but most people don't want to like even focus their time there right. because they're like, Oh no, I do this and I teach this and this is what I did. Like, okay, awesome. But like, let's go deeper here. And how are you, like, just what you just said, Matt, like, how are you positioning yourself? What is the, what is your unique solution to that, you know, solving that problem? How are you continuing to build the audience and Mm -hmm. like nurture that and, and and all that stuff. But most people don't want to, don't want to spend any time there. I know. And I think from a, like a, whether you're an agency owner or you're a coach consultant, whatever, like if you help people with sales and marketing in any way, I think that's one of the tough things that we have a hard time with is that, once you do those things long enough, you know that the strategy is way more important than the tactics. But yep. most of the audience, when they're searching for stuff, they always search for the tactics first. And then when they try the tactics and realize they don't work, then it's like, okay, well, maybe now I need to pull it on. Like they don't come for a marketing strategist first. They always think tactics first. Right. And it's the tactic that doesn't work that they think. They think like, oh, this doesn't work. And maybe that's true. But it works. Like let's right. let's let's get down to it. Like what whatever you're doing, like YouTube, Pinterest, podcast, like whatever, it works. Yeah, it all works. Right? Yeah. But it's and and but most people do is like they blame 
that specific tactic or channel and then shiny object, oh, let's try, you know, messenger bots or what have you, right? <laughs> right. And it's like, well, yeah. wait a minute. Do you stop and look at the foundation of what you're actually doing to before you move on to the next thing, for example? Well, and that, that's a good, a good segue because I wanted to shift gears anyway and talk about kind of what it takes to succeed and maybe a little bit about what's going on right now today in ads with the, uh, the corona apocalypse, as I've started calling it. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about just the mindset real quick for a second because I want to throw out a theory and, and see if you agree. Um, I think people, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that people try something like a new tactic for a very short period of time. It doesn't work right off the bat. And yep. they conclude either this doesn't work or I don't work with this tactic, therefore I need to do something else. And it kind of allows them to hide a little bit. And I think what they're hiding from is what you mentioned earlier. It's the testing and the refining period. And I know for me, once I figured out that really successful people go through that regardless, I'm yeah. like, oh, well then there's nothing wrong with me or the tactic. I just yeah. didn't go through the dip. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be willing to, to do that, to try to, 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 to figure it out. Because like we said before, all this stuff works, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, and if it's, it's even as something like, I don't know, delivering a webinar, whatever, you know, webinars work, right? But if you do a webinar and it doesn't sell, well, it's not that webinars don't work. It's there was something wrong with how you did it or how you positioned it or what have you. Mm -hmm. And so it all works, but you do have to be willing to put that work in and, and test and, and, yeah. and go through the, the crappy times where maybe you're losing money during a, a period of time. But if you, you know, the successful people, just like you said, matter the ones who are going to continue through that period, keep learning from what's not working. And then that will start to gain momentum from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to keep in mind, but, uh, but to me, I like, like that's the process. I've got ads that are just now starting this week and we've been yeah. working behind the scenes on a lot of stuff. And yeah, it's just like, I just have to keep in mind that the initial, like the initial results are probably not going to be good and we're going to yeah. burn through some money figuring yeah. out why it's not good. Um, and then, and that's okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I didn't have the mindset for that, right? I would have, yeah. I would have concluded I was the problem and I needed to find a different tactic to work better. Um, but let's talk about the time that we're in. Is there anything different that you're seeing right now with ads, ad costs or strategy that we need to keep in mind? Yeah. Most people are pulling out of ads and not doing are ads. They? And I think really? that's a huge mistake. Um, now, now, no, to say that as a blanket statement for everyone, no, that wouldn't be fair, but you know, for, you know, for most people in my audience, for example, so, you know, course creators and, and coaches and consultants and so forth, even, even ad managers, for example, this is the time to be leaning in and, you know, in a, in a few different ways. Number one is your audience needs you, right? They're, they're looking for hope. They're looking for um, direction, looking for leadership, and you get to be that person in whatever niche that you're in or whatever kind of business that you're in. Um, you get to show up and serve them. What are they going through? This, and this goes back to like knowing your audience, like yeah. getting in their head, like what are they experiencing right now? And you get to show up and, and help and serve them in that way mm -hmm. um, rather than retreating. One way to do that is through ads and you get to, yes, build your email list and make offers. People are like, oh, should I be selling right now? If it makes sense for you and for your audience, 100%, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of my students 
um, my upper level students, the big thing I'm seeing with them is that, and they're not so much anymore, but when all this stuff started going down, many of my students were having like the best months of their business ever. And there was a lot of guilt around that. Like yeah. my business is thriving right now when everything's crumbling around um, in the world. Like, I don't know, you know, and do I continue all this other stuff? And it's like, look, it's thriving because you are showing up in such a way that you're serving your audience and what they need. Yeah. And um, I think we should all be doing that. Ad costs are really low right now. They're, they're as low as I've seen in the past several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big reason for that is because there's less competition right now because people have pulled off. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't pulled off, they've cut down in their marketing budget. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling all my students, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, like get, if you're not advertising, and again, if it makes sense, Get on there, yeah. both Facebook and Instagram. Like, holy cow, take advantage of this. Where, and I don't mean take advantage of it in a in a negative kind of right. that way at all. Like, costs are low, competition is low. Mm-hmm. Right? Jump in there and get going. Even if it's quote unquote just building your email list, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Right, and you get to show up and serve and and um, lead through that service, and you can do it by by growing your business in the process. Love it. Okay. So good to know. Uh, Cause I've got a client who's in that, in that space. And her experience was that there was a very short downward spike for about two weeks when the apocalypse first kind of hit and everybody's kind of freaking out. And yep. then yeah, she was seeing ad costs kind of rebounding. So, so I think it must be, it must be niche dependent. Um, maybe some of the niches that she's in has different leaders that are, that have took advantage of the situation already and have ramped back up. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and it's always going to be different, yeah. right? Per niche. It's always going to be different. And you mentioned too, and I actually didn't address this, you know, should we be changing our strategy or what have you? I think the biggest thing is that number one, your messaging is going to be different now than it was, you know, six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we're recording this towards, towards th- third week of, of April. Um, the messaging is going to be different. And maybe, maybe what your offer is might be a little bit different too. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the, what's being thrown around a lot right now is like pivoting your business because of this. Yeah. And I don't think that that is what people need. To, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a temporary pivot, right? It's just like, all right, this is yeah. what we're faced with. I'm going to adjust during this time, but things will go back, right? And it's not like, we're not like blowing up our business to like for, you know. I know, I, it's, like it's I feel like a, now is the time to take market share and mind share. Exactly. You know, yeah. like if you pivot, you lose a lot, so much of the momentum that you've gained. Yeah, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm really not, it's one thing like what, what you're doing, like you're, you're like pivoting in terms of maybe the opt-in that you offer to get a little yeah. bit more specific. Yeah. Or, and of course you're part of a larger pivot where you're just, you're breaking out of the niche. Like you've, yeah. you've been in a pivot to just break into a larger niche. Right. And this is a continuation of that. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, people literally pivoting their business. Um, I think you just, you lose all that momentum. So I, I haven't been a big fan of it either. Yeah. And I think, I think that the, the conversation around that is a disservice to businesses because a lot of entrepreneurs are very fragile, obviously, and I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But, and so they think like, oh, I, I got to completely pivot my business. Well, eh, not really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pivot your, me- it's, because like I, I think of pivot 
and you know, I'd love to hear if you agree with this, Matt. Like, I, I think of pivot as like long term. Like, I'm pivoting, I'm changing direction, and this is where I'm going for the future. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is kind of like, all right, let's adjust and shift to what's going on, be sensitive to what's going on, whether it's through my messaging, through my offers, but it's not necessarily a, a fundamental change in my business model. You know. Yeah, I've been telling people it's about putting it in context. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, as opposed to pivoting what you're doing, especially your core offers or offer. Hopefully, you yeah. have one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the, I've, I don't know that we have time for some of the other questions I had. We'll have to save those for another time because I wanted to yeah. dig in with you a little bit on the business models that you see that are working. We might have to save that for another episode. But sure. um, what are the best places for people to connect and and grab the podcast and learn more about the accelerator? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. The yeah, so the the art of online business. We're on wherever podcasts are listened to, all the major platforms. I'm at Rick Mulready on Instagram, and uh, the website is rickmulready.com. And literally, as we're talking, it's being redesigned to be reflective more of everything we're talking about here today. So that'll be out shortly. Um, but uh, yeah, all those places are the best places too. And the podcast is really, you know, if you want to get a um, a sense of what I teach and talk about types of guests I bring on you're, you know, you, you're, you're on the show. So it's like, it's the great, you know, 400 free episodes, go check them out. We publish twice a week. So it's a great place for people to start. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Awesome. And people should go check that out. Go subscribe. Rick, this has been awesome. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Micro Famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.